0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 8th, 2023. Here we are in June. I spent the first five months of the year teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus, and we went through all of the miracles, and I actually saved the mother of all miracles, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead for last. And so basically we built it up that way. Now, we're in a series on the parables of Jesus, and this might take us to the end of the year. Here we are in part eight this morning, but as we're going through the parables of Jesus, I actually started with the mother of all parables, which is the parable of the sower. The title of today's message is Dealing with Trouble and Persecution. Hey, Brother Pina, I'm going through some stuff right now. Hey, Brother Pina, I'm facing challenges. Hey, Brother, I I know you don't have to teach me about trouble and persecution. I know what that's like. Okay, hold on. I'm going to teach you about how to deal with it. Like, say I can deal with it. I'm going to teach you how to deal with trouble and persecution today, and here's a glimpse. It's all about the grace of God. Get ready to receive the word. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to get into the word of God this morning. Listen, let me just share something with you about the power of the word of God. Like that, there's a word that God gave me for somebody. Uh, and that person just put it in the chat. My labor was not in vain. Just when God gives you a word like that, one word from God can change your whole perspective about something. You go through a circumstance, you go through a situation, and the devil is 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 nagging at your mind, saying, "Oh, you wasted your time. You wasted your time doing this. You wasted your time doing that." And one word from God, like, "No, your labor was not in vain," can change your whole perspective about the time that you spent doing something, and it also changes your whole perspective about how you move forward. One. Word from God can change your life forever. There is power in the Word. Say amen to that. All right, so let's get into the Word for this morning. Before I get into uh, the parable, uh, there's a scripture that we've been looking at all year, Psalms 126 and verse 4, and there's a scripture that our church is meditating on because we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So let's get into this real quick, and then we'll get into the parable. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. Whatever you lost, I declare that. I know 2022 was a difficult season for many. Going all the way back to the pandemic, we've been in a period that's been somewhat challenging for many people. And maybe you lost something along the way. You lost the spring in your step or or the smile on your face or the praise in your heart. But in this season, God is going to restore you to the former glory and take you to another level of glory. Say amen to that. Say, put your faith in agreement with that. May streams, the Bible says, of your refreshing Father flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I declare that any area of your life that went dry in this season, God is gonna drench you again. Say, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. All right, so listen, uh, I'm gonna get into the the parable now, but let me just mention this. I mentioned it uh, earlier for some of the people that, that were on like the pre-event. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm doing a book launch on Saturday, but I'm letting you know later, once I once this is over, I'm gonna put the link in the chat. Uh, that the book, even though the official launch is Saturday, uh, it's actually available right now on Amazon. It's called Grace Based Success Devotional, Volume One. Is going to be is a great graduation gift. Is a great gift for anybody. Buy one for you. Buy one to give away. Is going to be a tremendous blessing to a lot of people. Grace Based Success Volume uh, Volume One. It's a devotional. It's going to change your life. All right. So let's get into it. Mark Chapter Four. Uh, this is verses 13 through 20. This is what the Bible says. And this is Jesus explaining the parable of the sower to his team, because he spoke in parables. And at the end of it, he would say, well, parables are natural stories, but they have supernatural meanings. And he said, he that has ears, let him hear. He said, not everybody's going to understand this stuff. And then when the crowd was gone, Jesus's team said, well, hey, uh, Jesus, yeah, we don't understand. it." He was like, you don't understand. How can you got to understand this one. He's like, this is like the mother of all parables. If you don't if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable, which is why I'm starting with this parable? So he says, okay, let me give you the explanation. This is what he said. The farmer is like someone who plants God's teaching, which is the seed down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching, the word of God falls along the path and that's like the people that hear it, but their understanding isn't fruitful. So now they're susceptible to Satan and Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. And so It doesn't produce a harvest, right? Other people like seed that's planted on rocky ground, which is the people we're talking about today. These are the people that that hear the word and they quickly and gladly accept it. Those are the loud people in church, right? They always say amen, super loud and all of that. But that doesn't mean that they're walking it out. (laughs) So they quickly and gladly accept it, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They keep it only for a short time. As soon as, uh uh-oh, trouble comes or persecution comes, Because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. And I'm dealing with trouble and persecution today and how to overcome it. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. Oh, you know, these people, they hear the word of God. They go to church. You know, they'll do that. They'll check the block, but they're not really living it. Why? Because their lives are full of other things. What are the other things? The cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. So they have selfish desires and competing priorities. As a result, while the word is trying to grow in their heart, these other things are growing in their heart, and they choke out the word, and the word doesn't produce. But lastly, there's good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Okay, there's good ground. What happens with the good ground? They hear the teaching, they accept it, and that's it. They just let the word do what it does, and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. So we've been looking at the rocky ground people, and uh, I still am dealing with them today. Jesus said there's, there's three issues with these people, okay? Number one, they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. Number two, they keep it only for a short time. And then number three, as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Put put in the chat, uh, there's no quit in me. All right. So what does this mean for you today? I did all that to set up. Now I can go ahead and get into the teaching. What does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions, lock in, four things. Number one, here we go. Let's talk about trouble. Number one, the word of God attracts trouble. The word of God, The Jesus said, listen, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word. So the word that you receive from God is going to attract trouble. Oh, brother Pino. Oh my God. God just spoke to me. Oh, glory. I thank you. I'm so happy. What happened? God spoke to me. He gave me a word. Oh my God, I'm putting this on my vision board. He gave me a word about my marriage. He gave me a word about my children. He gave me a word about my business. He gave me a word about my career. I'm going to get the promotion. God said this. God said that. I put, oh my God, I got a word from God. Okay, great. Celebrate. High five your neighbor. But also be cognizant that the word you receive will attract trouble. (laughs) I just want to be clear about this the word that you receive from God, there's power in the word, so much power, that it will attract trouble and persecution. Let's talk about trouble first. Noah Webster's American Dictionary of the English Language from 1828. I like to use that dictionary because back then, you know, today, like, things are all messed up. Things mean different things. But anyway, let me go back. That definition in that that dictionary, 1828, uh, the definition of trouble is to agitate, to disturb, to perplex and to put into confused motion. When you're standing on a word from God and you're believing God for something, you know what's going to happen? The devil's going to try to agitate you, disturb you, perplex you, and get you confused. It's really that simple. When God sows a word in your heart, the Bible says that trouble will come because of the word. And so Satan is trying to do everything that he can to agitate, disturb, perplex, and confuse you. Satan does this because he wants you to lose your focus. He doesn't want you to meditate and medicate on that word day and night. He he knows that that word is going to produce. He knows that that word is going to change you. It will produce change in you and fruit from you. Satan is powerless against the word. Put that in the chat. Satan has no power against the word of God. Satan is powerless against the word. Satan cannot stop the word of God, but he knows this. If he can trouble you long enough to get you agitated, to get you irritated, to get you disturbed, to get you perplexed, then he can cause you to lose your focus. And if you lose your focus, you run the risk of giving up on God's word. It wasn't that Satan stopped the word because he can't, but Satan, and it's not even that Satan stopped you because he can't, but you stop you. When you get irritated and frustrated and you give up, oh God, this is uh, this is taking too long. But wait a minute, didn't girl, you better stand firm. Hey, man of God, that's what God said. I know that's what God said, but it's taking too long. I know that's what God said, but it's getting worse before it gets better. I know that's what God said. I'm running this business and God said this, but I'm looking at the numbers and I don't see it right now. And I'm so frustrated. I'm so irritated. I'm so agitated. Oh, you see what's happening? You're allowing the enemy to get you confused and frustrated to the point where now you're not meditating and medicating on God's word. Instead, if you're running that business and the numbers don't look right, go into your prayer closet. Father, I thank you. Thank you for, for first of all, calling me to this business. I thank you, Father, for giving me the vision. I thank you, Father, that you said that this year, this is what we're going to do from a a revenue or gross profit perspective. Father, I thank you. I see it. I believe it. I receive it in the name of... Now, Father, the the numbers right now don't look like that. But, Father, I'm not going to be moved by that. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm going to be moved by what you said. Father, I thank you. Go into your prayer closet. Father, you spoke to this to me about my son, about my daughter. Father, I plead the blood. Now, what I I see right now with my son my daughter, that is something else. I'm not going to get irritated. I'm not going to get agitated. I'm not going to get confused. No, 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 no. Let me go in here and just remind myself of what God said. Let me pray back to you the prayers that you prayed over my son. Let me pray back to you the prayers that you prayed over my daughter. Oh, no, great is the peace of my children, for they are taught of the Lord. Father, I thank you that my son does thus and so. Father, I thank you that my daughter does thus and so. Yet, you gave me a word. Now, trouble is going to come because of the word, because the the power of the word is going to attract trouble. You, But say this, I will not be agitated. Say it, say it. Say I will not be irritated. Say it. Say I will not be perplexed. Say it. Say I will not be confused. No, you're going to stand on the word of God and not be moved. Say amen to that. Glory to God. I feel like preaching this morning. Number two, the word of God attracts persecution. It's, I'm not making this up. It says as soon as trouble, the word comes, trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word. And so so once again, Noah Webster's dictionary, American language, 1828. What does it say about persecution? Okay. This is what it says. Se- persecution is severe affliction, the distresses of life, the vexations and the infliction of pain or punishment or even death. Why? For believing something, for believing a religious Creed or a mode of worship. It it is, watch this, it is a way of compelling people to renounce their principles. It, It is a way of trying to get people to stop believing what they believe. It is a way of compelling people. To renounce what they believe. They listen, persecution is designed to get you to stop believing. Persecution is designed to get you to open up your mouth. They persecuted, they would slash people and say, and they would say, No, I believe in Jesus. And they would hit them again. Say, 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 I don't believe in Jesus. Oh, I believe in Jesus. Ow! And they hit them again. They would try to get people to denounce Christ. They would try to get people to denounce what they believe. Persecution is about trying to get you to stop believing what you believe. See, Satan knows that once you get a word from God, the word from God has the power to perform it, and the word from God can produce change in you and fruit from you, but he puts the pressure on you. This is why Satan puts the pressure on you to get you to stop believing what you believe, but that's why you gotta stand, having done all to stand. Put in the chat, say, I stand on the promises of God, and I'm gonna keep standing until I see what God said. I'm gonna say what God said until I see what God said. I know it's only a matter of time before I see in my hands what I've already seen in my heart. Come on, man. I'm a believer and not a doubter. Let me give you an example with the three Hebrew boys. You guys are familiar with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They, 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 they were dealing with King Nebuchadnezzar. And, and, uh, and so Genia Anglin is watching right now. I, when I was at Marlborough Heights, Missionary Baptist Church, Genia, we used to call sometimes uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar. Lord have mercy. And so anyway, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they was like, man, we ain't going to bow. And then he said, no, no, you better bow. He said I love you guys and everything but you need to bow because if you don't bow I'm going to have to throw you in the fire. I've already made this decree. This decree and they said, "Listen, Mr. King." Like in the country they said like we ain't, I ain't even starting you, Mr. King. I'm not worried about you. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm not going to bow. Like you can do whatever you want, but I'm not going to bow. And there was a fire there and the fire was roaring and he said and they said, "I'm not going to bow. We ain't going to bow. You can do whatever you want. Our God is able to deliver us from this, but even if he doesn't, just so you know, we ain't going to bow." And so the, the king said he got really mad. And the king said, well, crank up the fire seven times hotter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Slow down for a minute. What do you mean crank up the fire seven times? The the fire, level one fire was already going to kill him. What do you mean? If level one fire can kill you, level eight fire is not going to change nothing. It's it's still going to just kill you, right? At the end of the day, like, so, but, but the devil, what does he do? The devil will crank up the heat on you to try to get you to change your confession. Oh, my God. The devil will crank up the heat on you to try to get you to change what you believe. The devil cranked the heat up on them. And they said, we not. Matter of fact, the guy that went to go crank up the heat, he fell in the fire. He died. And so, but they was like, we ain't going, we're not going to do it. And so, so they was like, fine, throw them in the fire. And they went into the fire, level eight fire. Watch this. If you don't, let me say it this way. Uh, if you don't bow, you will not burn. And listen, when the devil cranks up the heat on you, you just can't bow. You can't quit. You can't give in. You, you can't change your confession. Say, say I will not change. Listen, he said, if you don't bow, you will not burn. Put that in the chat. And so they, they said, I don't care what you do. We ain't going to bow. And so they throw them into the fire. Bound. And then when, the, when, when, when King Nebuchadnezzar goes like this, wait a minute. I thought, I thought we threw three of them in there, but I see four in there now, and the fourth one looks like the son of God. How does how does he even know what the son of God looks like? He was like, oh, snap, and said, watch this. We serve a God that will get down in the fire with you. When you are being persecuted, and when, when the enemy cranks up the pressure on you to cr- try to get you to give up, cave in and quit, try to get you to change what you believe, we serve a God that will get down, even if you are thrown into the fire, God will get down in the fire with you, and when you come out of the fire, watch, this, you won't even smell like smoke. Woo! Glory to God. Put this in the chat. I don't have to look like what I've been through. My God, I, I I don't look like what I've been. I've been through some stuff, but you would never know it. Why? Because I have a smile on my face and a spring on my step and, and a smile and a praise on my lips every day. Every day I get up and my calling is calling me. I'm not gonna let nobody see what I'm going through. I'm not gonna let the devil see me sweat. And I don't have to look like what I've been through. I will come through the fire, and when I come out the other side, I won't even smell like smoke. Say amen to that. Man, I feel like preaching this morning. I hope that you're getting some out of this. All right, number three. Let me try to slow down and teach this thing. Number three, the word of God attracts spiritual warfare. So the word of God is going to attract trouble. The word of God is going to attract persecution. So in other words, the word of God is attracting spiritual warfare. The power of the word that God gave you is going to, so much power in it that it has the power to produce, but it, it also has the power to attract opposition from the enemy. So you're in a spiritual fight. Say, I am in a spiritual fight. You got to know that you are in a spiritual fight. Understand that when you receive a word from God, you are entering into a spiritual battle. You are in a faith fight. When you're in a faith fight, you're going to have to stand. Listen, let's say, uh, I know that there's some people right now that are watching that are dealing with uh, uh, um, actual diseases that have attached themselves uh, to their bodies. And and I've been through this. So, So listen, when you're standing in faith, and let's say that the doctor says, hey, you have X and they, they can show you, these are the results uh, of the test. And this is a report and your body currently has this disease, but God already spoke to you and said, this will not be the end of you. You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You, you're delivered from this. Let's say that God spoke to you. Well, the word that God gave you has the power to perform it, but that same word is going to attract trouble and opposition. So now you know that that word, here comes here comes somebody and they're going to try, the enemy is going to try to get you distressed and perplexed and confused and irritated and agitated. The enemy is going to try to crank up the pressure on you. So the next time you go to the doctor, they might say it's getting worse before it gets better, but you have to stand on that word. You are in a spiritual battle and in a spiritual battle, you cannot allow, you can't, you can't operate like the world operates. So you are going to have to fight the fight of faith. You're going to have to take control of your mind. You might need to listen to scriptures, put the Bible, you know, go to YouTube and say healing scriptures, and just play that video all night long while you're sleeping, and let that get down in your heart. You might might need to just, every time you drive somewhere, healing scriptures. Oh, no, 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 I'm just reading, I'm meditating, I'm medicating on the word of God day and night. Why? Because this is a spiritual thing. I cannot allow myself to get frustrated. I cannot allow myself to get irritated. I can't, I can't. I I refuse to allow. Why? Because I'm in a faith fight right now. And so, matter of fact, I can't even surround myself with people. People that are going to speak negative. Oh my God, what are we going to do with uncle such and such? Listen, I love you, but I got to love you from afar. I don't need that right now. I need people around me that are going to be like, hey. Look at me, man. God, you 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 shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I need people around me that are going to build me up and not tear me down. I need people around me that are going to speak life and not death and blessing and not cursing. I need to, you, you, why? Because I'm in a faith fight. You're in a spiritual battle. It is spiritual warfare. The enemy is going to attack your mind, your emotions, your relationship, your health. He will do everything that he can to surround you with people that are going to get you frustrated and disillusioned and get you to the point of despair and depression and wanting to give up and wanting to cave in and wanting to quit. But no, you got to surround yourself with people that are going to help you to get your mind right, your spirit right, that you are going to stand firm in the authority of the word of God because it's a spiritual fight. The word will work, but you got to work the word you you got to you got to stand on the promises of God knowing that every promise that God spoke over you shall come to pass say amen to that put it in the chat i i'm in a faith fight when you are in a faith fight like you got to you got to be very careful that's not the time for you to just be like haphazard about what you listen to you know whatever goes through your eyes gets down in your heart whatever goes through your ears gets down in your heart when you're in a faith fight you got to make sure you are listening to the right things, you're watching the right things, you're thinking the right things, you're speaking the right things, and your spouse should be your accountability partner. If you ever get to the point where you just, this none of this is in my notes, by the way, I'm just ministering to somebody, I don't know who I'm talking to, but uh, uh, your spouse should be your accountability partner. If if you say something negative, oh my God, I don't know, I don't think I'm going to make it, your, your, your spouse should be right there, hey, hey change that confession, take that back. I bind that in the name of Jesus. You know, you're going to live and not die. You ain't going to leave me down here by myself. Mm-mm, that ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And so, so so your spouse needs to be there to build you up and speak life and blessing over you and lay hands on you and minister to you while you're sleeping and go get some oil. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who I'm talking to. This has nothing to do with my notes. But I'm just saying, you're in a, when you're in a faith fight, it's a spiritual thing. And when, it, when you're in a spiritual fight, you got to fight spiritual things with spiritual methods. And so you're praying the prayer of faith. You're the, this is why I gave you the, 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 the 150 affirmations for men 150 affirmations for women Get the affirmations book, open that thing up This is There's categories in there it's, Let's talk about relationships and finances And healing, oh let me go to the healing section Let me open that up, Father I thank you That healing is the children's bread You sent forth your word And healed them, I thank you Father That every disease germ that attaches itself To my body shall die instantly In the name of Jesus, I thank you Father That every system and every organ of my body Functions in the perfection in which Christ Jesus created it to function. Father, I thank you that I will live long and strong and declare the works of the Lord. Open up that affirmations book and declare the word of God over your life. Listen, it's a spiritual fight. So you're going to have to fight it spiritually. Say amen to that. Oh my God. That was for somebody. I don't know who that was for. All right. Number four, let me get back to my notes so I could close. Last point for today. The word of God, while it does attract trouble and persecution, I love this last point it also attracts divine empowerment. You know what that means? Grace. No word from God is without the the grace to perform it. The word of God attracts trouble. The word of God attracts opposition, but the word of God attracts grace. Say grace. So despite the trouble, despite the persecution, despite the spiritual warfare, that you got to know that the word of God is also attracting the grace. In other words, no word, I've told you many times, no word from God is without the power to perform it. If God gives you a word, then that word came with the grace to perform it. That that word came with the grace. Say, I have the grace. Say, I have grace for it. No word from God is without the power to perform it. The word of God comes with the grace to do what it commands. I'm going to use Peter as an example as I close. Jesus is walking on water. It's the third watch of the night. That's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. The disciples are exhausted. They're out there by themselves. Jesus comes walking on water. They think he's a ghost, like Casper. And so they, they're like, and they're like, Jesus, is that you? And Peter said, Jesus, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come on, on the water. And, and, and Jesus said, Come, no word from God is without the power to perform it. If God gives you a word, then the power to perform that word came with the word. And so when Jesus said, Come, Peter got out of the boat. And he started walking on water, but when he was walking on water, he was walking on the word. Let me say that again: when he was walking on water, he was actually walking on the word. Say this out loud. Put in the chat: I walk on the word. He was walking on water because he was walking on the word. Jesus said, "Come," and the word "come" came with the grace to perform it. God will never tell you, "I'm about to promote you. You're going to get this position, or you're going to this level," and and not give you the grace to do it. Why would God put you there? He didn't put you there to fail. No word from God is without the power to perform it. So when he said, come, the word was on that word, come. And so he got out, he started walking on the word, but then he lost his focus. Say this, I will not lose my focus. He lost his focus. He started looking at the wind and the waves, and then he fell in the water. So so let me just say this as I close. When you get a word from God, two things happen. Number one, no matter how crazy it seems, the word that God spoke to you came with the power to perform it. You have the grace for it. God has empowered you to do it. And number two, you cannot lose your focus. Because if you lose your focus, you will no longer be operating in the grace to do what God called you to do. And you will fall in the water like He did. Why? Because you no longer tapped into the grace because you lost your focus. Say this I will not lose my focus. So embrace the grace. Know that trouble will come, persecution will come, but grace has come. And I embrace the grace to deal with trouble, to deal with persecution. Say this, say, I will not be troubled by my trouble. I'm not gonna be troubled by, matter of fact, I'm gonna trouble by trouble by not being troubled by it. Say amen to that. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This message was different, y'all. This was good though. This was a good word. You might need to listen to this again. Let's close it out. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare that while the power of your word attracts trouble, I will not be troubled by it. I am rooted and grounded in your word and no amount of agitation or confusion will cause me to lose my focus. Persecution may come, but it's not going to change me. Even in the face of pressure and affliction, I will remain steadfast and unmovable. Your word shall prevail. I will not give up, no matter the intensity. The devil can crank up the heat on me, but I'm still not going to bow. (laughs) I will come out of the fire and not even smell like smoke. I will not lose my focus. I will not allow any pressure or any persecution to deter me from my purpose. I am grounded in the word. I meditate on it day and night. And I embrace the grace to endure and to overcome. By your grace, Father, I already have the victory, and I will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you're not getting my notes, why would you not get my notes? You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get an email with all my notes in it every day for free. So sign up. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. I said a lot today and I said a lot of stuff that was not in the notes. So listen to this again if you need to. Get built up. Trouble will come. Persecution will come, but you don't have to be changed by it. Why? Because grace came too. When you got the word, trouble came, persecution came, but grace came. You embrace that grace so you could be the man of God, the woman of God that God called you to be. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Go to amazon.com. If you don't have the affirmations book, just type in Rick Pina. You're going to see a bunch of books. If you don't have the affirmations books, get those for men and women. If you don't have the new book, well, i know you probably don't have that I just released it Grace space success volume one get it i'm telling you it's going to be a blessing to you i love you god loves you more i'll see you tomorrow morning god bless you if you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us and what we're doing in the caribbean being a blessing to haitian children in the dominican republic then please go to ripministries.org you'll be able to find out more information there and if you'd like to make a donation all the donations are tax deductible